0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the 52nd meeting of D-Kai, Digital Era Entertainment's anime discussion podcast for your listening pleasure. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to another wonderful week here on D-Twitch. We have quite a bit of uh, stuff to get through today. Uh, For those of you joining us, we are doing part two of our spring season 2021 recap. We left off uh, on the letter M for Megalobox, (laughs) not for Uh, Mario Bueno, who is yours truly, Digital Era Entertainment founder and one of your hosts for today's show. Uh, And we didn't leave off on Jay, which would be for Joel, who is (laughs) joining me today, as always. How are you doing down there in the DFW?
1: I'm doing heckin' great, man. I got my second COVID vaccine yesterday, and I don't know if I've got a good immune system or if the tip I heard to hydrate was on point, or if I'm just lucky— but I'm feeling great right now. I was saying to you just before we went live, I'm operating at like 95% right now. And I was on Digital Era Twitch just last night with RJ, and I was feeling a little bit feverish. I'd say, you know, 70, 80%. And I took a single ibuprofen before bed, and that's all I needed. Um, I know vaccines hit everyone differently, bodies are weird, physiology. <laughs> But I had heard a tip that staying hydrated prior and uh, directly after getting the vaccine helped a lot. And I'm just one data point. I could be completely an anomaly. I don't know if that's why I'm feeling fine. But in general, I'd say given the the potential risks of hydrating yourself and the possibility of it being actually helpful— my tip to everyone now is when you get your vaccines, stay hydrated. Because worst case scenario, you're hydrated.
0: Yeah, and best case scenario, hey, you're hydrated. <laughs> hydrated. Yeah, <laughs> it's a win-win, so, y'all. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, uh, and other than that,
1: you know, just another week and uh, hanging out here. We do not have Franji or Emmy today. Emmy is preoccupied because she has redacted. But it's a uh, like. She's been doing some particularly exciting redacted things lately, and we're so, so excited for her. Meanwhile, Franji was invited to a posh soiree with her wife, uh, and she's been sending us pictures and whatnot, and we've been discussing how utterly absurd horse horse names are, and uh, it's been a good time. So she's out being fancy, and we're here talking about weeb stuff.
0: And I'm also happy that we were able to somehow bring up anime in that discussion because we brought up uh, Pretty Derby, uh, which I know we've discussed yeah. on Tuesday Remember nights, actually, uh, because um, Lorraine, who does the Tuesday night art streams here at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard every Tuesday, <laughs> uh, she's she's a big fan. She actually uh, did some art uh, when when she was doing like kind of a, a random sketching session uh, a while back uh, of one of the characters uh, from uh, from Pretty Derby. So hey <laughs> it, it all comes together in the end. <laughs> also how are yeah, things going on your end? Uh there they're going. Uh interesting things uh coming up. I just started signing some paperwork. Uh I'll be I'll be talking about that probably on uh my stream on Monday, uh, assuming everything goes through then and definitely screeching about it across social media. So uh yeah. Ooh. Interesting things to come. Um,
1: Ooh, how exciting. It's always a- always very, you know, just ooh, what is it when there's paperwork involved cuz that means that it's something really significant so looking forward to hearing about this.
0: Yeah. Um I'm I'm definitely very excited. It's uh it's definitely keeping in line with previous things, but this this is where if we were doing this with proper visuals for uh <laughs> for our listeners who are hearing the podcast version and not watching the live stream uh, I would be mashing the uh, the, the upgrade button uh, meme because <laughs> that's what that's what it, that's what oh, it feels boy. like. It's like, ooh, okay, that's oh, that's definitely an upgrade to uh, past work in that particular field. So, yeah, we'll we'll be coming back to that. Um, and speaking of of upgrades, uh, anime is about to get one heck of an upgrade because I I, I I saw
1: this news bulletin and I had to do a double take.
0: Yeah, I I don't hyperbolize when I say that our big news uh, of the week uh, in the anime world it definitely like, ranks up there with things like the return of Sailor Moon uh under a US license, uh the return of Evangelion under well anything in the United yeah. States. Uh in, in and even way, even the, the the announcement of season 2 of Devil is a Part-timer. Like this is this is huge, y'all.
1: <laughs> we don't really get many big headlines in the anime industry that most of the time the biggest thing that you'll see is okay who got a particular license but that's not really newsworthy it's pretty ho-hum mundane you have your cycle of seasons and whatnot we've had the big acquisition headlines in the past couple years of you know sony buying funimation and stuff but we only get these once in a blue moon and usually it's the type of thing that in the end for us as the fans... oh sorry. <laughs> I sneeze uh, For us as a fans, it <laughs> doesn't really make a difference. That, in the end, I don't think anybody's really noticed the difference in operations at Funimation since after they were purchased by Sony, but what was announced yesterday has massive implications for anime fans of a particular fandom, and it is something that they have been waiting literal decades for.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the... The TLDR, before we kind of go into the nitty gritty and then resume with our recap of uh, the, the, the rest of spring season 2021, uh, if you're a long-suffering Macross fan, boy, did you get some good news yesterday. <laughs> because the U.S. licensor, sort of, uh, Harmony Gold, which is known for putting out Robotech uh, out in the West, which is for many, you know, a big gateway to anime, uh, really, whether they knew it or not. Uh, finally came to agreements with the original Japanese license holder of the Macross franchise, and it it basically means we can now legally get the rest of Macross (laughs) that has not been brought over. We actually get
1: Macross Frontier, Macross Delta, all these things that have been just perpetually stuck, just barred behind licensing, Yeah, and that we have not been able to get in uh, the U.S. or really anywhere outside of Japan. These companies, so Harmony Gold, is just notorious for being. Well, sorry, is it Harmony Gold or the original licensor that is notorious for being difficult to work with?
0: Bottom line B- is bit of column A, bit of column B, and I I, I say line this is with these
1: two have not been able to come to an agreement, as I said for literal decades, that we have not been able to get these titles in the U.S. Not because the people did not think that there was a market for it but because the licensing parties could not come to an agreement. And for years and years on end, at least to the best of our knowledge, they just didn't talk to each other, that it was sort of an accepted thing. All right, an agreement will not be had. This is just going to be one of those titles, one of those iconic titles, that will never come to the West. And yesterday we were told, it's coming to the West.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so to kind of elaborate, you know, uh, my with with the statement about Harmony Gold, you know, I've I, I've met and done uh, actually charity events with folks from Harmony Gold, so they are. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's it was neat. years ago, uh, back when I was in in LA. Um, so, you know, they they are very nice people. It's just this whole business thing was so ongoing and such a a cluster truck <laughs> that it, it was it was a very difficult situation. That it, it was basically going to be like the the Gordian knot of anime. It looks like someone just decided to pull an Alexander the Great and just chop that sucker because, yeah, this is a uh, it, it's amazing how just sudden this announcement was. Uh, and and to also clarify, it's not that we haven't gotten any macro, like proper macros in the United States uh, since Robotech. Uh, we've seen Macros Plus uh, brought over. Uh, we've seen the original macros uh, licensed by uh, ADV and brought over, uh, including the original uh, Seiyuu. Uh, for uh, Lin Min Mei uh, re- reprising her role, but in English, um, but it has been so so few and far between that that was basically all you could get because of this this perpetual gridlock of licensing. Um, so it's it's just absolutely flabbergasting in the best way possible to know that
1: right. our our good friend Kaylee who is <laughs> <a President laughs> Macross super fan. She's been yep. to the Miss Macross pageant. Just she has a Cheryl Gnome tattoo. In her words, she has been quote, ugly crying ever since I, she read that announcement.
0: And I fully I believe, believe it. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That is yeah, this is the kind of response that you're gonna get from the fandom. Like I can only imagine yeah how MacrossCon, once that comes back, uh, oh IRL is going to go, because... Yeah. Yeah, you I, know, Farming Gold really is based in in Los head. Angeles. Yeah. I, I so. think you
1: hit the nail on the head with the analogy of this is the biggest announcement in licensing since Sailor Moon, that when Viz just dropped that announcement at Anime Central in 2013... 2014. No, it was, 20, it was 2014, yeah. 2014. That <laughs> they, that they yeah. had Sailor Moon, and they had all of it. Yup. And just the ripples that it made, it's probably not quite as big because Macross for as big as it is isn't the mainstream powerhouse that Sailor Moon is. This is the closest thing that we've had to that, though. And the thing about the Macross fandom is it is a very, very passionate fandom. Oh, yes. There is not a Sailor (laughs) Moon con. There is a Macross con.
0: Yeah, Uh, it's it's a very, it's... It's the kind of fandom that, again, you don't expect it to have the kind of uh, passion and longevity and size, but it is under the surface. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would liken and, it and
1: to that I, I feel like part of it for them has been sort of the bonding over their suffering of not being able to get the license.
0: Yes, um, like if, if if anything, I would I would liken this to um, if Gundam is Final Fantasy, Macross. Uh, at very most would be Dragon Quest. At very least would be the Tales franchise because that's another very yeah, popular like that. series uh, that you know it it has that kind of rabid fandom, but you don't really know it because <clears throat> everyone knows you know the the big brother or you know the older cousin, which mm-hmm. is in the RPG analogy Final Fantasy and in this in the anime uh, reference gundam. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, Anyways, it, it is it is a, a big good deal. day
1: for Macross fans. It yeah. is a good day.
0: People might not have to go out of their way to import an almost $200 Blu-ray set like I had to because that was and the have only to worry way about
1: region locking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like we might actually get uh, a proper uh, U.S. release of Macross Zero, which seeing that Neo Ivan uh, is in the chat, and good timing, Neo Ivan. Thanks for dropping by with that raid. Do appreciate it. Um, He was the one who showed me Macross Zero. That was one of the first Macross uh, projects that really got me to give the Macross franchise a try. Um, That that had the same kind of Blu-ray release as Macross Frontier, Uh, But it didn't come with English subtitles, so I wasn't able to, you know, make the same investment that I did for Frontier, and that killed me because Macross Zero is so good. It's a modern – well, at the time, it was a modern uh, Macross story, you know, like early 2000s, but the animation was gorgeous. It was an OVA. Chef's kiss. People can finally get that legally in the United States now, and I am so glad.
1: It's it's probably going to take a while. My guess is that we won't see the release for about a year.
0: Yeah, because that's, that's now also that the assuming. the agreement
1: has been struck, they now actually have to, you know, get the assets over. And, it, well, actually, if it's just the assets, it might only take three to six months. The real question is if they decide that they want to actually do a dubbing. Yeah, now, and- in all likelihood, this is going to go to Funimation because in 2019, Funimation announced that they had acquired the home video streaming and merchandise rights to Robotech in partnership with Harmony Gold. Hmm. So my, you know, the very educated guess that we have here is that they already have a pre-existing business relationship with Harmony Gold. It stands to reason that they will be the ones to get Macross. That is not guaranteed, but, you know, we only have this one point of data on who else is Harmony Gold work with in the West. It's Funimation.
0: Yeah, because, uh, again, they they have released uh, Robotech projects before. I know, uh, you know, at certain times during uh, during the Funny Booth days, uh, there were definitely Robotech projects uh, that, that were, you know, being promoted at the time. Um, and yeah, to, to to that same point, you know, we also don't know how long it's going to take because we don't know if there already has been this kind of agreement made behind closed doors before the announcement even happened or if they're still in progress or if, or that, if they, they haven't even started Gold. yet. <laughs> yeah, it could yeah.
1: just be that Harmony Gold and the Licensor now have this and now the discussions can just begin with parties in the West Exactly. Or if parties in the West have been keen to this happening along the way, we do not know. Yeah. So I mean, my tune. But bottom line is, it's a good day.
0: Yeah, and my my money is um what you said there. Uh, it it probably already has some sort of traction behind the scenes. Funimation definitely seems like the most likely candidate, but you never know. Like, right stuff came out of nowhere with uh with Gundam, but then you know now Funimation has a whole bunch of that. So it's. It's a toss-up in 2021, y'all. This is This this is this is a, a heck of a year. <laughs> yep.
1: Well, shall we get back to the anime of 2021 spring season?
0: Absolutely, because I was going to say, speaking of, you know, heck of a year, <laughs> we have a heck of a spring still to go through. Uh, so we are, again, continuing with the Anna chart. Uh, I'm going to drop yeah. that in the link. Yeah, uh, if you for- want to
1: follow along, have your settings to be by title. And uh we're just going over the full series. We're not gonna be doing the shorts or the movies or anything like that. Yeah, and, and also make sure to added.
0: use uh English titles uh in your yes. settings, uh so that that way you can get an exact one to one to what we're seeing on the screen. Yes. Um so yeah, we left off last time with Megalobox two. Uh very excited about that. Uh the I next saw the one. First um,
1: episode of that. It was good. I'm excited to see where it goes. It, oh man, I knew I forgot you to said, do Mario, this week. I think <laughs> that this one's gonna end up with it feels like we're gonna have a bad end. It it is not a beat first episode, my friend.
0: Yeah, oh, I believe it. Unfortunately, again, you know, just going off of the the trailer material, um, and we're we're following up that with something very cutesy looking, <laughs> very happy, very cutesy, very pastel, very much
1: not something that we're going to watch. Yeah, it is Mucal Dreamy Mix, the sequel to Mucal Dreamy. This is very obviously a magical girl, magical chibi cat show that is designed for children and it looks like something that hey if you have a little cousin who's between the ages of like five and eleven they'll have a great time with this they'll have a great time it looks adorable
0: and it's made by jc, staff so, yeah, JC staff so diversifying that profile that that portfolio yeah. hey hey yeah yeah
1: so got a good name behind it i'm sure it'll be fine i am not gonna watch it
0: yep but uh so this one I next one is those who do you. enjoy it This is all you for obvious reasons, (laughs) and I'm glad we saved it for this week, so go for it. Yeah,
1: It is Moriarty the Patriot uh, Part 2, and it's what it says on the tin. I've already seen the first episode. It's the second core of Moriarty the Patriot. For those of you who haven't seen the first season, in the late 19th century, British Empire nobility reigns while its working class suffers at their hands. Sympathetic to their plight, William James Moriarty wants to topple it all. Frustrated by the systemic inequity, Moriarty strategizes to fix the entire nation. Not even consulting detective Sherlock Holmes can stand in his way. It's time for crime to revolutionize the world. It's basically taking the classic tale of Holmes and Moriarty and sort of turning it on his head and saying, Moriarty's a criminal, but he's something of a Robin Hood figure. Not necessarily in that he's stealing from the rich and giving to the poor, but that he is almost in a Kira, Death Note type of way, punishing the rich. But it's not just like any nobility. It's if there's a nobility that's like being oppressive to their staff or someone who is withholding aid to others, who is in a position that they can help others, that he will then consult with those who these nobles have harmed and plan accidents, shall we say. So it's not him just trying to do total anarchy, but it's that very interesting moral gray line. It's done by production IG. It looks great. You have your Sherlock character. Franji, and I have been both deeply enjoying it. And the opening of season two is giving us an Irene Adler story. So Ooh. it's it's good. If you haven't seen season one, it made our top 10 of 2020 list. I believe it was number eight yes. or something for us. Um. And, yeah, it's just phenomenal. So do watch it. Even if you haven't seen Season 1 yet, go back and watch Season 1. It is available on Funimation.
0: So, yeah, our next one on the list is another uh, cutesy kids show that I'm pretty sure neither of us is going to get around to. It is called Moto Majime. Yeah, it's Moto Majime Ni Fumajime Kaiketsu Zorori. It is a second season. Uh, It is a Bandai Namco Pictures production along with... uh, I'm not familiar with this particular one, Uh, so let's pull up some information. Ajido,
1: A-J-I-A-D-O.
0: Oh, it's the studio that did Kakashi Goto, okay.
1: Oh, and they did... um, Okay. They also did Bookworm, A of a Bookworm, so...
0: (laughs) Okay. All right, so they they definitely... I, I like them, they're good. They also have a very diverse portfolio. <laughs> just kind of skimming through here. Oh, they did Genshiken! Okay. Okay, that... Cool. Well, at least they did the uh, the Genshiken OVA uh, and one of the spin-offs, But still, that's, that is pretty great. That is pretty, pretty great. Uh, so yeah, th- I'm also just skimming through some of their older uh, titles to see if there's anything that would be uh, notable to some of the oh okay they they worked on something for uh mason ikoku um all right and vampire hunter d back in the day (laughs) wow all right so yeah this is uh again another case of very diverse portfolios uh the next one we're also going to blaze through this one it's my hero academia season five it's if you're
1: watching my my hero, hero you're happy it's back if you're not watching my hero you're not watching it but you should watch my hero because it's flipping great
0: uh, it has been consistent every single season it's been on the air. I feel bad that I was a very uh, late uh, joiner of the bandwagon, but you know what? Hey, better late like than him. never. Exactly. This next one is very interesting. Uh, so, Joel... For multiple you... reasons. Yeah! So you you told me to check this one out because of a lousy gag within the first five minutes, but I am... This is one that I would have overlooked otherwise. I'm glad that It was just a random one-off that hooked both myself and Laura to watch this, because... This is Odd Taxi. Oh, and boy howdy is that an accurate title, because I had questions. So here's the synopsis. The taxi driver, Otokawa lives a very mundane life. He has no family, doesn't really hang out with others, and he's an oddball who is narrow-minded and doesn't talk much.
1: He's also a walrus.
0: Yeah, uh, everybody. it's another one of those everybody's an animal kind of shows. (laughs) Just keep that in mind. The only people he can call his friends are his doctor, Goriki and his classmate from high school, Kakibana. All of his patrons seem to be slightly odd themselves. The college student who wants the world to notice him online, Kabasawa. A nurse with secrets named Shirakawa. A comedy duo that just can't catch a break named the Homo Sapiens a local hoodlum named Dobu, an idol group that's just starting out named Mystery Kiss. All these mundane conversations somehow eventually lead to a girl who's gone missing. So this show was one of the
1: few, in the very briskly paced Crunchyroll Anime Awards, they showed a couple of previews for shows that are airing this season. Odd Taxi was one of them. And that's what initially got my attention because, you know, that award show was an hour long, not a minute more, not a minute less. And I think they had only three or four previews. But obviously, if a show is going to have a big preview and trailer drop at the Anime Awards, that means that they've got money and or some other type of backing or pedigree or interest. So that's what initially caught my attention for Odd Taxi it's by OLM picks and i'm looking up their stuff and they have no other titles to their name this is a new studio my guess given the quality that we're looking at just from episode 1 this has to be a new studio that is populated by veteran talent this is not a first time anime studio's output Most no way definitely not
0: yeah and and the fact that it's an original which you know that's that's increasingly rare in anime Uh, it's, the, the fact that this got greenlit, got pushed as hard as it did, and it has this quality of production value, yeah, no, it's, and even the voice cast, uh, I was looking through it, and it is another case of, they got, like, some top-shelf Seiyu for this show. They are not messing around, and it, it, it's definitely worth a watch. I'm very interested to see where this one goes, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, It's good, (laughs) y'all.
1: Yeah. We're we're talking like some weird like animal noir stuff here.
0: Yeah. Um like I was one of the things that I was thinking of, like if I had to just elevator pitch it to people who have seen uh Shirokuma Cafe, it's like, what if Shirokuma Cafe but like a gritty noir?
1: (laughs) Oh, okay, so hold on. I'm looking up the stuff now. Uh it's two studios. It's OLM and then PICS. The way that it's categorized here on chart is wrong. OLM has existed since uh, 1990. They've been around the block. Uh, they did Pokemon. They di- Oh, they did Pokemon. Well, there you go.
0: Well, there you go. <laughs> <They did> Pokemon,
1: <laughs> Berserk, Comic Party. Uh, I'm just skimming through their thing to see if they've done any... Other like particularly big ones that we might recognize. Um,
0: yeah, do love Yo-Kai me some Watch. comic party. <laughs> comic party is real good. Dayblade um, Burst. Uh, God. And we had we had a new season of uh, by
1: Vanguard. So this is yeah, this is a Shonen studio.
0: So this is uh yeah, it's definitely a, a departure. Zoids. But you, you you can see in their pedigree that there are a few uh, hints that this would make a lot of sense for them to tackle. But that's interesting
1: that usually shonen is, you know, aimed at children. It's for a long-running one, and here we have something that does not feel like it is intended for children. This feels like PG-13. It's not in the R territory, but this is distinct PG-13 vibes I'm getting.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So, yes. uh,
1: Cool, check out Odd Taxi, folks.
0: Yeah, highly recommended. Uh, We'll definitely be coming back to this one later in the season. And if it continues this consistency, expect it to be, you know, one of the regulars, uh, certainly on my list for the season. Yeah, yeah. So our next one is a light novel. This is Osamake Rom-Com, Where the Childhood Friend Won't Lose. I hate these light novel titles. I swear to (laughs) Anyway, here's the uh, synopsis. (laughs) My childhood friend, Shida Koroha, seems to have feelings for me. She lives next door and is small and cute. With an outgoing character, she's the caring Onisan type, this being one of her greatest strengths. But I already have my first love, the beautiful idol of our school, and the award-winning author high school girl, Kachi Shirokusa. Thinking about it rationally, I should have no chances with her, but while walking home from school, she only talks to me with a smile even. I might actually have a chance, don't you think? Or so I thought... But then I heard that Shirokusa already has a boyfriend, and my life took a turn for the worse. I want to die. Why is it not me? Uh, be careful, buddy, you might get isekai <laughs> Even though she was my first love, as I was drowning in despair and depression, Kuroha whispered, If it's that tough for you, then how about we get revenge? The best revenge ever, that is.
1: Yeah, looking at the synopsis, this is cringy and scummy i am not interested yeah like, this is literally uh, a, a nice guy establishes a parasocial relationship and gets unhealthy about it and now apparently decides to go on revenge no thank you
0: yeah <laughs> so that's like, yeah. no this is
1: red flags left right and center
0: I mean, definitely not as bad as uh, some of the entries we covered uh, last week, because <laughs> a few of those, oh, oh boy, those are just giant X's right there. This one, I'm yeah. just kind of like, eh, seems, eh. This
1: sounds like some real cringe right here. I will wait for somebody else to tell me that I have either misinterpreted or that whatever is actually in the show is that it's a bait and switch, that whatever it is, is actually not how it's initially pitched. Yeah. But I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it and see if that's the case. I will wait for someone else to tell me.
0: And just quickly Until skimming then. the uh, production company, uh, Dogakobo. Um, bah, 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 what do we have here? Oh, Ikebukuro Westgate Park. They worked on that. Um, oh. Oh, what was that show? Uh, something for Yesterday, because I'm only seeing the, the, the literal oh, English title. Uh,
1: Sing Yesterday for Me or something like that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh. Okay, maybe maybe I might have to actually, like, give him a pass because in 2019, they gave us How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift? <laughs> Which also made it to our first top ten list. So, okay, I, I can't hate on that. I'm just skimming through to see if there's any other, like, stuff that... Oh, my God. Oh, my God, they worked on the Parappa the Rapper uh, anime short. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, and they did the uh, Umaru-chan OVA um well, Nozaki so kun special Yeah, cuz okay. I
1: recognize the name Doga Kobo. The studio seems fine. The the actual the source anime material however does not seem uh very uh, yeah. compelling to me. Meanwhile, we've got Pretty Boy Detective Club. Brought Tell to us about by that. the Brought to us by the lanky folks over at Shaft. Uh yeah. let's see here. Mayama Dojima is a young girl who has uh, been searching for a star that she once saw 10 years ago. She visits the headquarters of the Pretty Boy Detective Club where she meets five boys who are each unique in their own way. Her encounter marks the beginning of an extraordinary search for a lost star. A beautiful and dazzling mystery adventure story starts now. Okay. um, Judging from this key art, it is the five boys who are standing and they have these black and white striped pants and this is definitely Shaft. It, there's nothing here that goes out of its way to grab my attention, but its shaft in this description doesn't instantly turn me off either, so I might just give it a shot. Like, this is definitely one of those just generic descriptions that I want to see the characters and how they play off each other. It is categorized as a comedy and mystery, and I like that combination, so Pretty Boy Detective Club. Sure, I'll give it a shot. Why not?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I've I've got nothing to add to that. <laughs> Seems pretty straightforward. So uh, why don't you tell us about our our next one that we have on the list?
1: Yes, this is Seven Nights Revolution Hero Successor. Long ago, heroes ha- had that's weird grammar it says long ago heroes had saved this world. Anyways, many heroes fought against the powers of destruction and protected the world. Years in the future, the heroes had disappeared as the years passed and their possessing. Those possessing their powers, called successors, now have the fate of the world in their hands. One of the elite successors known as the Seven Knights is fighting an army of the destruction when she saves a boy named Nemo. During the battle, Nemo awakens the power of a hero he didn't know about and displays his powers as a successor. But his hero is someone no one knew of and no one ever spoke of. Okay, so... This is brought to us by... Damerica and Linden Films, and I know Linden Films has been around the block. Uh, let's see here. Linden Films most recently did Cells at Work, Code Black. They did, uh, oh, Other Side, Picnic. Hmm. I feel like I've seen this around... Where What do I know them from? Anyways, it seems okay. It kind of sounding like a generic fantasy battle anime but nothing instantly turning me off i don't think that this is one i'm necessarily going to go out of my way to watch but if i get bored over a weekend i could see myself trying the first episode and if somebody i know tells me that it's good uh i probably only need one person to tell me it's good for me to try it out
0: yeah uh this this would very much be a case of this this better be like god's gift (laughs) to the spring season otherwise (laughs) that's that's gonna be a hard pass for me (laughs) but hey you know to to each their own that is a-okay and again like you said if you're really big into you know the battle fantasy anime this doesn't sound you know like a a, a bad option to to sample from so give it a shot it's gonna be two episodes in by the time that the audio posting of this goes up so yeah there you go give it a
1: shot if it sounds like it's up your alley
0: Um, yeah, so the next one we have is by Cloverworks. Uh, This is uh, a manga adaptation for Shadow's House. In Shadow's House, a faceless clan lives in a large mansion masquerading as nobles. Their caretakers are living dolls who spend their days cleaning up the dirt that tenants leave behind. But there's a deeper mystery at play, and the secret of the house will be unveiled. Now, I am not familiar with this manga. um, I am not either. But... Yeah, Cloverworks, let's let's see cuz they've
1: been around the block. We they, all know Cloverworks. Last season yeah. alone they did Wonder Egg Priority, Mia, and uh, Promise Neverland season 2. Hey, even if the story didn't end up good, the art and production values on Neverland were still really really good. They've done Persona 5 the animation. They did the um Bunny Girl film. They did the Ace Attorney Anime. They did fairy tale. They did. Dar- it has them listed for Darling and the Franks, but that was a trigger show. I guess it was a co-production.
0: Yeah, hmm. or maybe they they helped with uh you know additional animation or yeah. something on that. It. it Anyways, it happens.
1: CloverWorks is a known quantity. They do good stuff in terms so, of production at the very least.
0: Yeah, so there there's a very very high chance that this is going to be you know very good if you're a fan of the uh, the Shadows House manga. So yeah, if yeah. that's your it's bag, kind of rises, give it a fantasy try. Fantasy
1: horror. I. I don't know just because I'm not a fan of horror, but there's no red flags coming out of this description at the very least that uh, maybe it's something I'll check out. Probably not just because, like I said, I don't like horror, but it wouldn't take too much convincing if yeah. someone were to tell me it's good.
0: Now, this next one is definitely a manga that many of us are familiar with. That is the uh, the reboot of Shaman King uh, being brought to us by Bridge. It is a new adaptation of the Shaman King manga. As a quick reminder, on a starry night, middle schooler Manta meets Yo Asakura, a young shaman who has the ability to talk to spirits and also has the ability to let them possess him to use their powers. Yo has a heavy duty on his shoulders. He must become the Shaman King by winning the Shaman Fight, a tournament between shamans that only happens once every 500 years. Joined by his spirit medium fiancé, Ana Kyoyama, his personal samurai spirit, Amidamaru, and his other friends, Yo must face a larger evil. How? A powerful man who aims to create a new world with only shamans by becoming the shaman king himself. How
1: many times was the word shaman used in that blurb?
0: It's already lost meaning to me. (laughs) (laughs) If that's any indication, I'm just like... Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Right.
1: Um, so I actually saw the first episode of this oh, nice. last week while I was watching some anime with friends, and it was cool, and um, I have a confession, Mario. Shoot. Prior to that, I had never actually seen a Red Shaman King at all.
0: Psst, psst. I got a secret for you, too, dude. Neither
1: have I. <laughs> okay, cool. Awesome. I, I mean,
0: I I still remember when the original Shaman King was out. Like, that was in my early anime fandom days when I started going to conventions, like, out of New York yeah, City.
1: Like, this is certainly a name that I have known for years, that this is yeah, like, an iconic shonen. It has just... It's not, you know, the degree of Naruto or One Piece, but this is a absolutely beloved franchise. I know a yes. lot of people, Emmy... Uh, in particular, oh was she's very passionate over about the moon, shaman King. over the moon when this got announced. yeah, and from what I saw the first episode, it was cool. Yeah. um, it's on Netflix, so uh, and... it's gonna be well.
0: a <laughs> while
1: yeah. but, um, yeah, cool. good for the Shaman King franchise. looking forward to seeing it dubbed eventually because I'm sure it will. It's too big a, a property to not get the dub treatment,
0: yeah uh, so these uh, these next two, uh I am. I believe passingly familiar with this first one. I am definitely familiar with the second oh, one. Oh, yeah, definitely with the second one. Oh, I, the first I, one. I got thoughts on that second one. Um, so real quick, the first one on, on this uh, twofer, uh, which all has to do with, like, proper toku slash uh, sentai stylings, we have Shinkansen Henkei Robo Shinkalayan Z, which is the sequel to Shinkansen Henkei Robo Shinkalayan um it's based off a Takara tomi toy line if i remember correctly i think they also did some crazy stuff with Godzilla in that first season <laughs> oh, i need to oh double check this cuz i was like wait what oh uh, this is one of those things that rj actually shared with me and i was like wait what <laughs> um so yeah it's again anime based off of a toy line it's a cool thing it's definitely meant for the younger set but Okay, so, uh, in the chat, uh, Jeff, by the way, thanks for joining us today, Jeff, mentioning, uh, crossovers with, uh, Godzilla, Evangelion, and Hatsune Miku, so, yeah, they, um, they know what's up. <laughs> and then, and then, SSSS S Xenon. This is the sequel to SSSS Gridman. Uh, by Studio Trigger, which itself was based off of the Gridman series that we in the West know as Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, her, her, her. Um, So, real quick, the original...
1: Interestingly enough, so this is... I would not call this a sequel. It is not actually listed as a sequel here on any chart. It is a, a spiritual successor, I think, might be a better description, at least, from what we have so far. This is new cast, new giant robo, new threat, possibly same universe, not sure, but this is not a direct sequel. Even if this is same universe, this is different cast entirely. So you do not need to have seen Quad S Gridman. That said, Gridman was quite good.
0: Yes. Um, and, and again, like I was going to, to mention, you know, the original uh, Gridman anime Started off as a short uh, that was put out um, by by the annual event that Studio Kara helps to put out. So it started as a conceptual short and got enough momentum behind it to become the full series, which you know got an Adult Swim release. Uh, So it it did very well for itself. Um, And I was fun fact:
1: um, Nino Mane Ina and I believe it was I think it was Gargura. I know it was Ina and one of the other whole live English girls actually did a live watch along for this just last week. So if you want to watch along with some awesome VTubers, that'll be available on YouTube for you.
0: Yeah. Uh, And and this one, you know, it it seemed very familiar to me. And I was actually looking this up a few entries ago and I couldn't find much on uh, Dyna Xenon because I'm like, I could swear that this was another one of those uh, properties, you know, from from back in, like, the 90s. That's getting a, a reboot follow-up for Gridman, because that's what Gridman was. Um, so here's quick synopsis for those of you not familiar with this uh, new series. So one day, Yomugi Asanaka, a first-year student at Fuji uh, Yokidai High School, runs into a mysterious man named Gama, who claims to be a kaiju user. The sudden appearance of a kaiju is followed by the entry of the gigantic robot Xenon in the wrong place at the wrong time are yume Mami, uh, minami koyomi yamanaka and chise Askagawa, who are dragged into the fight all against the kaiju so again very much like Gridman, it's you know team of humans coming together making a robot happen uh it's yep. it, it's gonna be and good it's still done by
1: studio trigger so there you go on the quality bar
0: yeah, it's it's one of those that I'm definitely going to be getting caught up on uh and and properly following when I get the chance cuz uh, again, I watched uh the the western adaptation of Gridman, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Uh and I loved it. It was so cool, even with all the 90s schlock. Um and if I recall correctly, I think uh Tim Curry uh did the voice of of the the villain in the show. Pardon me. <laughs> yeah. They went hard. Like they oh had Matthew God. Lawrence at peak '90s Bless Matthew you, Lawrence <laughs> as as the pro tag, and then you know friggin' Tim Curry as uh, as the the villain. I th- I, I forget his name off the top of my head, but point is, uh, I was literally yeah.
1: talking about Tim Curry with Taylor Starnes, one of the people who's in the radio dramas with us just yesterday.
0: Yeah. So uh, I I would definitely recommend at least skimming through some uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad if you want to see the Americanized version of Gridman in, like, peak 90s fashion. Um, So, yeah, next up, what do we have, Joel? Super
1: Cub, brought to us by Studio Kai. It is uh, based on a light novel. There's freedom and loneliness, and Koguma finds hers on a motorcycle. A Honda Super Cub motorcycle, to be exact. Ah, hashtag sponsored, I would think. With no parents, friends, or plans for the future, Koguma's daily detours on her way to school become her sole source of excitement, until one day she learns of a classmate, Reiko, who shares her passion. Together they'll discover friendship, fun, and the adventure of the open road. Okay. I'm getting... Oh god, this is gonna be great. I I can't believe I'm about to say this, but it just hit and it works well.
0: Laid-back camp on motorcycles. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. But you're just, not wrong.
1: Max of the laid-back camp, just very cool, relaxed vibes. Like, these are not choppers they are riding. Yes. This is not, you know, heavy metal. The characters look very realistic, very nice, very happy, and you have this beautiful background of uh, mountainscape. It's not Fuji. It's definitely not Fuji. But um, it's very scenic, and I'm getting that type of cool, relaxed, laid-back camp vibes. And uh, given this description, yeah, laid-back camp on motorcycles. So uh, if that type of slice-of-life relaxation show is up your alley, give this one a shot.
0: Heck yeah. All
1: right, what do we, uh, what do we have next there, Joel? Saint, the saint's magic power is omnipotent. Okay. As one might expect from that title, it is a light novel adaptation. Why would an overworked woman want to be summoned to a new magical world? To live her life sorry, to live her ideal life of leisure, of course. Per say it's truly a dream, studying spells and perfecting potions at an institute while helping people in the while helping people with their problems. But keeping a low profile is proving to be difficult as her magical power becomes omnipotent. Can Say hide away in this fantasy forever? She hopes so. It is listed as a fantasy romance. So I guess it's the usual person is isekai would and wants to live a normal life, but is too darn powerful for their own good. We've seen this before. <laughs> but, so the studio is Diomeda. I don't know that name off the top of my head. Uh, they did, oh dear. <laughs> they did domestic girlfriend <laughs> yep
0: yep they sure did <laughs> i was just opening that up too and i'm like oh yes yes i'm i'm familiar with that oh oh and squid girl okay all right all right that makes a lot of sense and and also speaking of the next one on the list the slime diaries by 8-bit um it's TLDR the 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 funsy little spinoff for uh that time i got reincarnated as a slime it actually came up uh i believe if it was not this past tuesday definitely the week before uh during lorraine's stream when she's been sketching out uh rimaru from uh the time i got reincarnated by a slime so again very appropriate that this is coming up
1: chance to watch the first half of the first episode it's laid back it feels like it was based on a four coma comic um So if you are looking for the high-octane action that the actual main series is known for, you will not be getting this here. But if you like your adventure comedy slice of life and just more of the zany characters from Slime, here's a little something to tide you over.
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely comes off as, like, you know, side story uh, hijinks and shenanigans, so... Yeah, and then the next one uh, on the list. Oh boy,
1: I'm hyped. The first episode came out today and I'm going to watch it later. Oh, you like, you take this one then, please, oh by all means. I remember, like, I, I had a good rant when this was announced. The world ends with you, the animation is out, baby. Neku awakens in the middle of Shibuya's bustling scramble crossing with no memory of how he got there. Little does he know, he's been transported to an alternate plane of existence known as the Underground. Now an unwilling participant in the mysterious Reapers game, Neku must partner up with a girl named Shiki in order to survive. Together, they complete missions and defeat monsters known as Noise, as they gradually uncover the true nature of the twisted game. There's only one way to stay alive in Chibuya. Trust your partner. Will they survive the Reapers game? If you've played The World Ends with you, you're excited for this. If you haven't played The World Ends with you, you might not be excited for this, but watch it anyway. It was a great story, and just... I'm... Keeping my fingers crossed, this feels like something that could either be one of the really good Persona adaptations, but it could very easily be one of the bad Persona adaptations. It is a similar type of game to Persona in that it is a big character-driven RPG with a lot of combat. And it's just going to be a question of how are the performances, how is the animation, do they add anything to the story, do they give us any like new dialogue or is it just going to be a shot for shot remake of the game but then again to be fair it's been so darn long since the game came out it might read like new anyways that yeah i couldn't get through Persona 5 the animation not because it was bad but because i knew exactly what was going to happen i remembered all the beats because the game had come out so recently it was only a year or two old but yeah. world ends with you is over a decade old and i have many many fond memories of the story in the series, but it's been a while since I've played it. So hopefully that will add to my enjoyment because I'm not expecting to be surprised, but it is a stylish game and this key art is just as stylish as I would hope for the anime. So fingers crossed that this is one of those upper echelon adaptations for a game.
0: Yeah. So I was looking ahead uh, since we do have a few more titles to go through good news, bad news. Good news, we can totally speed run a whole bunch of these. Bad news, yeah, we, for anyone who's actually interested time. in some of these, we're uh, even taking our, our apologies. Time, we only
1: have three, six, we only have eight left.
0: Yeah, and we out of all left. of these, I see only two that we definitely might have some thoughts on. Oh, no, so there, let's... I,
1: I think there's a couple, um, but let's go at a bit of a brisker pace on this.
0: All right, so those Snow White Notes, this is an adaptation of the manga of the same name by Shin A Animation. Sawamura Matsugoro is a shamisen player of legendary talent. Upon his death, his grandson, Sawamura Setsu, lost his ability to play. Having lost his beloved sound, Setsu finds himself in Tokyo in search of a new sound to love. Tachiki Yuna, who works at a club, hooks him up with a gig to play there as a warm-up act. Setsu imbues the sound of his shamisen with his many thoughts and feelings he has of others, still searching for his own sound and his own feelings.
1: It's the music anime, but for shamisen,
0: cool yep uh next up we have thunderbolt fantasy sword seekers 3 this is the uh the next season of thunderbolt fantasy sword seekers uh this is basically not seen
1: one or two and to be honest i've never even heard of this series
0: uh but we technically saw a little bit of it in our group chat the other day because this is the series that had that lovely fate collab for um for april fool's day Uh, okay okay it is basically this weird puppetry anime it's like all the character it's like stop motion oh, meets anime is that chinese studio i believe so yes i um, remember
1: there being a chinese studio that did something with puppets and yeah. it looked cool i never saw it but, i believe
0: um, tm revolution does theme music for for this one it's very stylized and okay it, again they they did a collaboration uh for for fate uh where saber makes a cameo they had a gorgeous puppet of, of saber uh, and it's a oh, really right. cool Neat. short
1: <laughs> uh, probably not gonna watch it because it's a third season and i haven't seen the first two but uh i can respect the medium and the commitment to puppets so good for them
0: yeah so it's it, Up, it x if you know it you know it if you don't Well, you know, look for some YouTube clips. It's pretty dope. So uh, To Your Eternity, uh, this is based off of a manga. This uh, This one's being brought to you by Brains Base. A lonely boy wandering the Arctic regions of North America meets a wolf, and the two become fast friends, depending on each other to survive the harsh environment. But the boy has a history, and the wolf is more than meets the eye as well.
1: It's categorized as an adventure drama. But it it's alluded to from this blurb that it would be potentially supernatural fantasy, but can't tell. Because we've seen the, you know, boy meets dog slash wolf in the Arctic story many, many times. It's been done by Hollywood many times. Yep. This is not a, you know, anime exclusive trope here. Nope. But to be honest, actually, it's more a Hollywood trope than an anime trope. I can't remember the last time I've seen this done in anime.
0: Uh, dancing Red Sox in the chat, <laughs> so a new new Wolf's reign. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's uh, quite going that direction, uh, but we'll we'll see. Uh, so next up, uh, yeah, we so cool. have probably not going to watch it. Uh, Tokyo Tokyo Avengers. This was
1: one of the other few shows that were spotlighted in the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is brought to us by Linden Films, so a very very good pedigree here. Takemichi Hanagaki. Is a freelancer that had reached the absolute pits of despair in his life he finds out that the only girlfriend he ever had in his life that he dated in middle school hinata tachibana has been killed by the ruthless tokyo meiji gang the day after hearing about her death he's standing on the station platform and ends up being pushed over onto the tracks by a herd of people he closes his eyes thinking he's about to die when he opens his eyes back up He's somehow gone back in time 12 years. Now that he's living the best days of his life, Takemichi decides to get revenge on his life. To get revenge on his life? that's
0: Yeah, let's that's just go with it. <laughs> Probably there. a weird literal translation. Yeah. like to Google get filtered. Revenge <laughs> by, I think that it's supposed to be...
1: Takemichi decides to get revenge by saving his girlfriend and changing himself that he'd been running away from. Okay, so this is um almost... uh. Erased plus, uh, it says action drama, so we know that there's gang turf stuff involved here, so it could be something almost um, noir. It sounds interesting, and the fact that it was spotlighted during the anime awards is probably going to buy it at least, you know, an episode of watching from me.
0: Yeah, and I, I do remember once you mentioned that this was uh, featured, because rereading that plot, I'm like, oh, right, this was the really cool one that uh, it definitely yeah, caught my like attention. Yeah, we
1: look at this trailer.
0: Yeah, because, uh, again, those erased vibes are, are what yeah. kind of sucked me in. So I'm I'm definitely going to try to uh, check this one out.
1: Yeah, now this next one I've actually seen the first episode of. I've oh, okay. not seen episode two yet, but from episode one, this next one is playing with some fun stuff, and I Ooh. plan to continue it. It is Vivi, V-I-V-Y, Fluorite Eyes Song. An AI named Matsumoto appears before Vivi, the world's first autonomous humanoid AI. Matsumoto's mission is to rewrite history together with Vivi in order to stop the war between AI and humans that will happen one century later. That is all that you have for the description. I will give a better description. The- there was just a knock on my door. Why was there a knock on my door?
0: I think the AI is coming after you. (laughs) I'm going
1: to choose to ignore that. There's no reason that someone should be knocking on my door today. Anyways, um, the opening scene of this, so it is not spoilers, is AI turning on humans and just slaughtering humanity. And it's clear that they are infected with some sort of virus. It's clear that something has gone wrong with the AIs, that this is not a, a revolution by them, that this is something has either glitched or been hacked and we then go back a hundred years and this girl vivi is a ai who is designed to be a singer the the law of robotics as it exists in this universe is that an ai has a singular purpose that trying to program more than one purpose in an ai just causes confusion or like lack of computation Her purpose is to bring happiness to people through her singing. That is the one thing that she exists for. Some robots exist exclusively as caretakers. Some exist exclusively as laborers. But AI, at least, as they interpret the laws of, you know, robotics at this time in this series is one purpose per bot. And she basically, I don't want to spoil too much. But as it's said in the blurb here, uh, another robot comes back in time and tells her that they need to stop this impending AI-human war. So we're dealing with robots, and we're dealing with time travel. It is categorized as action drama sci-fi, and I think that hits it really well. It's brought to us by Wit Studio, so, you know, real good production values there. I actually highly recommend this just from seeing the first episode of sci-fi. And robots and time travel appeal to you at all, this is one to keep an eye
0: on. If I may, because this is all I could think of as you're basically adding these extra layers of texture to this particular synopsis Mega Man meets Terminator with cute girls. That's the vibe I'm getting here. Huh. <laughs> You're... Especially like the You're later Mega Man wrong, series, Mario. where you have like you know the post-apocalyptic uh, robot masters, and you like it's Mega Man X and beyond, basically. Like that's yeah, the vibe I'm getting. It? So like, Mega Man, the, the Terminator bit is particularly on point. Oh my god, um... that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up, y'all! <laughs> I'm gonna watch Mega yeah. Man meets Terminator with cute girls. <laughs> this and is gonna be, be great. Right, it's
1: gonna be real easy because they're all sequels.
0: Hooray! Uh, so we Welcome have to Demon School:
1: Irimakun yes. season two. It aired a year ago, and it was a boy who is a human and brought into Demon School. And the thing is, all the demons are being trained to you know hunt and hate humans, and he needs to keep the fact that he's a human a secret. Then there's Yokai Watch. Which is the umpteenth season of Yokai Watch? Sure, is Yokai and then Watch. And there's
0: Zombie Land Saga Revenge. So was it you who saw this one? Because uh, I know I certainly did not.
1: Uh, yes, I did see Zombie Land Saga. Um, for those of you who might not remember, because it's only a year and a half, two years old, this is a idol anime. Um, the reason that it is Saga is not just a—it's a double entendre almost. This is. A bunch of zombie idols trying to save the prefecture of Saga, Saga, Japan. So basically, it is a bunch of girls who've been revived by uh, the VA is our boy, and I'm blank on his name, but uh, I think it's I think it's June. I think it's June. Uh. Let me double-check Zombie Land Saga
0: Cast.
1: To the Googles.
0: Oh, no, sorry. It's
1: not June. It's Mamo.
0: Oh, okay. Yep, our boy Mamo.
1: (laughs) Yep, yep, Mamo Rumiano. Yeah, that's who it is. I was like, no, it's not June, is it? Yeah, it is Mamo. So it is, he has revived these seven girls, and as of the end of season one, it is not explained how he has done this, but his whole thing, his whole M.O., is he desperately wants to save his hometown of Saga, Japan, that has just been languishing in terms of tourism and economics. And his big master plan is to create the ultimate idol group to bring fame and notoriety to this town. Using zombies. But the thing is that we're still talking that zombies are not a normal, accepted part of society, so he needs to keep the fact that they are zombies a secret. And... The thing is, these girls all existed in their previous lives. So, it is not just a idle thing, but it is also sort of a, okay, we need to keep our identity secret and hope that nobody recognizes our faces or voices because there might be records of our previous lives.
0: Bum, bum, bum!
1: Intrigue. This is also the one that brought us the really cool rap battle uh, from a couple years ago that all... If you remember, it was a blonde-haired girl with, like, red stripes. And it, I'll, I'll send you a picture, Mario. You've seen the images from this show. And uh, it was very good. I'm looking forward to Season 2.
0: Yes. And with that, uh, that is the We're end done. of the, uh, the, the regular series uh, coming out in spring 2021. A quick note, though. I noticed this when I was pulling up the Anna charts uh, to prepare for today's episode. And I noticed that Let's Make a Mug 2 got bumped into the anime shorts, so I can, or the TV shorts section. So I can only assume that it's uh, yeah, like a five I minute or less. Yeah, I
1: actually went to watch that just the other day, and it is a short. I don't know why it was up in the uh, main series one uh, last week when we were checking it out.
0: Yeah, so just a quick amendment to that. Uh, we would have uh, overlooked it otherwise. But how was it, uh, by the way? Was uh, it definitely worth the investment? Because
1: I was still not—actually, uh, no, wait, no. I remember I brought it up but didn't end up watching it, but I still need to. But um, I'll let you know. By this time next week, I will definitely have seen the first episode, and I'll let you know.
0: Excellente. So, yeah, with that, uh, we're going to start wrapping it up. Uh, So we do have a special event tomorrow, uh, so to speak. So, Joel, tell us a bit about what you and Hayes are going to be doing uh, on stream. Yeah.
1: So as people may or may not know, I'm a big fan of Magic the Gathering. And the new set, Strixhaven School of Mages, is coming out in a week. What Hayes and I are going to be doing, Hayes is one of the other regulars in the Radio Drama cast we are going to be doing a set review specifically for Limited. So if you're into Magic, you know what this means. We are grading cards based on how we think they will be in draft and sealed formats. So that is not constructed. This is one of those formats where you get a bunch of packs and either open them up or pick a card and pass it around the table. This, unfortunately, is not going to be something where it will be good for someone if they do not know Magic the Gathering. But if what I just said means anything to you, Hayes and I are actually both really good at limited. We used to actually go all around Texas and clean up at some of the Grand Prix and doing limited side events. And, you know, we would spend $100 on entry fees and then walk away with like two boxes and then a bunch of other swag at the end of the weekend because we would end up placing pretty well. And uh, yeah, this is probably going to be a four-hour stream because there's a lot of cards, but it's going to be a good time. We've actually done set reviews for the past four or five years just on our own. Anytime a set is about to come out that we would just, you know, have a call and go through everything on our own. And there's a lot of uh, content creators that do streamed set reviews. And for whatever reason, this time around, I just thought, hey, wait a minute, Hayes, why not just stream it this time? We're already doing the set review, anyways, so uh, we're gonna try streaming it.
0: And I know, I know, Ken is very happy because <laughs> he is one of the uh, the big TCG enthusiasts uh, that we have over here at Digital Ear Entertainment. Uh, I know he's been really pushing for this kind of thing for a while, so this is gonna be a, a cool first foray into the cardboard crack, as he likes to refer to it uh, very often. So check that out if you are a big fan of that. And otherwise, if you are watching us live, stick around in just a few minutes is our weekly community happy hour. The murder times will be good. Uh, hopefully I won't get murdered as much because uh, I I was a good boy this week. I didn't swear that much. Yay!
1: Or- yeah, and by the way, so uh, I went to Kung Fu Tea earlier today to get some bubble tea. Unfortunately, Ah, they were out of the uh, Fruits Basket stickers, so I was not able to get any of that, but I got myself one of the... uh, uh, It's the Toru Strawberry Blush Slush, and it was good. It tastes like strawberry cream. If you enjoy strawberry, you'll enjoy that. And then I got uh, Matcha Red Bean with Tapioca Slush just because I like red, red bean and matcha. But what I did get was the lids for... Uh, Kung Fu tea drinks this month come with a month of free anime from Funimation. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag please sponsor us. Either Kung Fu tea or Funimation. We'll take either or both. We'll definitely I already take have those. a Funimation subscription. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is later today, I'm going to drop the QR codes in the anime discussion on our uh, Discord server. So if you're in our Discord, keep an eye out. If you're not in the Discord, join the Discord, and you might be able to get yourself a free month of anime.
0: Yep. see we we take care of y'all (laughs) when we have the means we do we do what we can for our wonderful community uh, over here at digital era entertainment and with that we're going to start wrapping it up so we can get ready for the murder times uh as always stay happy stay healthy stay informed and we'll see you again very soon here at digital era twitch take care y'all